Hi, welcome to Splinters. This is Gary Rogowski. Our chat today is entitled Pass the Wine. I spoke recently with an old friend. He used to be my editor from my magazine life the other day. And I just wanted to catch up with him, engage in a little holiday greetings, hear his voice. This is why we have holidays, after all, to stop our busy chatter, our rushing from one appointment to another, from one gift purchase to another, from one website to another buying stuff, away from all the stuff that we let fill up our lives. Oh, I'm so busy. I don't have any time, blah, blah. Those kinds of things that keep us from connecting again with loved ones and dear friends that we forget throughout our harried year, and this has been a hairy year. So, the holidays come along, and I'm sitting on a shave horse, busy making a spoon to show my students about shaping and tools, and I say to myself, I should call Vinny. It just popped into my head like that. Vincent, as he is known now, has become a doctor. You don't call a doctor like him a surgeon, Vinny. Although I think this would give him kind of a wise guy gravitas that many docs seem to lack. Look, I'm going to give you these pills. You take them, right? It's good for you. What are you going to say to an MD named Vinny? Yes, sir. Don't break my thumbs. That's a good boy. And he slaps you on the cheek and says, get out of here. And then he yells out to his assistant, Knuckles, and screams, Knuckles, who's next? Get his butt in here. But no, it is not like that. Vincent is a respected professional, a surgeon specializing in reconstructive hand surgery. Some irony in that. Delicious irony, I think. I told some of his story in my book, Handmade, and I will repeat some of this later on because it bears on what I've been feeling of late after we spoke on the phone. Anyway, as I mentioned, Vinny, back then, 25 years ago or so, was my editor at the magazine that I wrote for. When he had his first assignment with me, he flew off from the East Coast with his bags of photo gear, cameras, lights, all this stuff. And this tells you how long ago it was. It took forever to set up a shot, and yeah, it was different. Anyway, he got a room at a residence inn close by the old studio, and I walked in to meet him one morning at this sort of antiseptic breakfast place there, and I expected to see some old grizzled, worn-out veteran of the War of Words sipping his coffee and maybe some rye mixed in to help his sugar donut go down, breakfast of champions. And who do I see instead? A deadhead, replete with long blonde ponytail and an iron-hard ex-marine body. That was Vinny. Did his tour, went to college, Vassar, of all places, and why not? As Connie Francis used to sing, that's where the gals are. He got himself a degree in literature and loved listening to Jerry and the boys. Trouble ahead, trouble behind, and etc. He did not eat donuts. Back then, I used to visit him at his barn slash house out in Connecticut when I had to go to the magazine to work. The barn that he lived in had been carved up into several rooms and upstairs, a great room with a 20-foot-tall ceiling. It was still a barn, no, no doubt about it. The great room had 10-foot-tall bookshelves housing his various interests, ranging from organic farming to cooking to antique tools and goat husbandry. More books were piled up on the floor or on top of tables. A few chairs were squoze in if you could remove the books from on top of them to sit. The dining area next to the kitchen held an old European-style woodworker's bench with no place to sit. 
This bench was also filled with books and tools, and depending on the season, with plant starts or drying exotic peppers from his garden. One visit, I slept at his place next to the goat on a couch in the great room. I got the couch. The goat was in a cage at my head. Anyway, this barn was as filled with things as any barn should be. Only these things were tools and ideas and dreams stacked here. It seemed busy inside this man's mind to look through this place. It was a gigantic mess. I loved being there. Vinny had some high standards and also some dietary issues, some of it related to garlic, the rest related to his gastronomic requirements. Vinny would not eat if the food wasn't good or expect it to be good. We weren't going to stop and eat anywhere. He would go hungry than eat a Big Mac. I mean, he had some dietary issues that got in the way of even a good burger and onions, but he would refuse to eat or drink unless he was doing it right. The man had standards. He would not just put anything down his throat to quench his stomach or his thirst. When we worked together, we would go hungry until he could find the spot that served us both well and with the right beverage. Oh, the first kiss from a sip of Laphroaig. Anyways, we hit it off immediately and for many years after that. But for Vincent and his magazine life, as with so many corporate jobs, he saw no way up in that world. He was too much of an individualist. Not enough cow in him to be a part of that herd. He had ambitions and knew he was too smart to be just anything in this world. Here's how I put it in the book. Vinny a wise friend of mine, decided to start medical school at the ripe age of 44. He said to me, your choices don't have to make sense to someone else, just to you. He was also very smart and tremendously dedicated to the idea that he could not fail himself. He could not pass up the chance to be his best self, different than the plan or expectations for him. He could not pass this up only to regret it later on. Ask yourself in a week, a month, a year, if you will look back wishing that you had made that decision to make that move that will be hard and it will take years of practice for you to become who you are, but it will be the right decision. You must start now. If you just wake up and take whatever life throws at you every day, this won't get you to your goals. Be specific. Be ready. Be frightened of not trying, but make that choice. So he quit the magazine world and decided to go to med school and become a hand surgeon. Funny thing is this life. Insane. An insane idea to start so late in life. And ridiculous to think he could conquer in that world. But it wasn't foolish. It was, it was not foolish at all. It was foolish to think that Vincent would fail. I am still so proud of his accomplishment and wowed by his debt load. Oh, my goodness. But here's the thing. We're chatting on the phone, and I'm talking about my cabin in the woods and how it's so much work, and I wish I'd started earlier, and I'm too old, and this job isn't done yet, and I'll never get it all complete, and this thing and that. Pass the wine, please, you know. Not the kind you drink. And Vinny says to me, there's this story of this couple from years ago, the Nearings, who lived in Vermont until it got too crowded with New Yorkers escaping New York. So they moved to the edge of the earth somewhere in Maine and started over and helped start a back-to-the-earth movement. And they wanted a pond or something, so they dug it all out by hand. Some 10,000 or more wheelbarrow loads later, they created this pond for themselves. 
and they were older when they did this. This job took a while, and it took a while for this message to sink in again to my brain. Vincent had once again reminded me that you have to start in order to get close to finishing. He reminded me that moaning about how hard things are doesn't get the job any closer to being done and actually makes it a burden. There's no limit on what we can accomplish if we set our mind to it and make the choice and move on with it. No matter our age, well, I'm old, I have no skills, I'll screw it up, so what? What if I have another 20 years to reach for my goal? Why stop myself now with complaint and excuses when I could simply try harder? Change my attitude some and see what happens. What else am I doing here with my time but trying to stay engaged and excited about living in this world? It doesn't matter if it turns out different than how I planned it. The only thing that matters is the effort. The effort that I will put into things will repay me twofold. One, it will repay me in what I will actually accomplish in this endeavor, be it learning to carve or learn French or build furniture, play the piano, identify single malt whiskeys. But I will also, by default, without even realizing it, get to drink the wine of life. Oh, that's a stretch of a phrase. But what the hell? I'm leaving it in. Get your own podcast. The wine of life. I get to drink the wine of life of experience. I tried this new thing. I sucked at it, but I enjoyed myself. I learned something. The great wine of experience. Here's what I can say to you. Knock the crap out of the new year, everyone. Thanks, Vincent. And thank you all for listening. I appreciate your support for me. Um, you can go to coffee.com and support me. Write me a note. Ask a question. I'd be happy to answer any questions that pop up. And, and please, if you would, leave a review on your podcasting service of this podcast if you like what you hear. I would appreciate that. Help spread the word. We are just getting started with our new online mastery program in the winter. It should be great. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We have a, a big group and teaching is different, and that's for certain, with an online program. Boy, I can tell a lot of stories. <laughs> ah, yes. The ring of more messages. You know that ring. Yeah. It's constant. It's never ending. People say, well, you know, I'd love to join, but I just have too much work right now. Once work settles down, then I'll, then I'll join the program. Somebody wrote me that once, and I said, it'll never settle down. You have to make the choice. You have to decide to do something for yourself. And if you make that choice, you'll never be unhappy. You might, you know, suffer through some <laughs> rough times, but you'll always be able to say to yourself, I made that choice. And that's huge. That is huge. So check out our website, northwestwoodworking.com. More information on classes. We'll do some online lectures later this spring. I appreciate your support. Stay safe, stay healthy, take care of yourselves, and take care of each other. Adios. Bye-bye.